this is where it gets really woolly, they don't want anybody to grasp it, is that the, in the future deal that Boris has just signed, two weeks before the end, you know, the, 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 the culmination of it, defence and security was inserted into future Horizon Europe. So we've signed, we're in. Britain is in European Defence Union, in silence, with not one MP, Labour, Tory, whatever, saying a dicky bird. Michael Douglas, how are you? Good morning, Royal. Yeah, I'm all right. I've, I've hit the jackpot because my wife says I look like Michael Douglas from the 1980s, so I'm happy with that. I'm like, yeah, that's a result. Is your so, wife called Catherine by any chance? Well, Zeta Jones. Yeah. The Jones part, yes, but the Catherine, no. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't look so bad yourself. I'm, uh... <laughs> hey, that's what all the boys say. <laughs> So, mate, listen, um, the armed forces are getting sold down the Swanee. Boris is a coward. No one reads anymore, so, so they won't understand what's going on. Hint, hint. Uh, New World Order seems to have control of everything. This latest... Um, occurrence i was going to say fiasco but well it is a fiasco depending on on whether you're a veteran or not but it's this let me have a look there's our man johnny uh it's this letter isn't it that's that's come up on the internet i think on johnny mercer's twitter um seems to be that he's been sacked from his position um, in the Office for Veterans Affairs, or he's, res you, you, you're probably better to explain this, he, he's still an MP, right? He's just resigned from this post, Did I have I got that correct? Yeah, he's, just, he's, he's still an MP, so he's just resigned from being a minister. Uh, so in the, although it's, it's defence related, He's, he's, he's Veterans Affairs, which is run from the Cabinet Office. So that's next door to number 10. It's not in the MOD. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, read the letter because there's some nuggets in there. People prick All right. Ears. So let's get it up on the screen and I will read it. As people can tell, I've been on podcast overdrive lately trying to get this channel to work. Um, I can't work for free, folks. I'm sorry I'm starting to say this in every podcast. It's just I'm inundated every day with people saying, Chris, this is the best podcast on YouTube. Yes, it is, because we're the only one that tells the truth. We're the only one that fights for our veterans and our community that is suffering a, a mental health crisis. We're the only ones that talk about what is really going on in the world, as opposed to all the puppetry of politics and and the um, and the um, nonsense that comes out of Hollywood. Um, so what do I ask you to do? Look at the bottom of the screen. There's a link. It says patreon.com forward slash Chris I ask you for $1.99 a month. You get all my books for free. You get to come and meet me at my, my talk later this year. Photos, what whatever you want. 
Um, but please, we need to to get the truth out there. One ninety nine a month, right? I say no more more about that. Um, go down. Let me try and find this letter. I'll just zoom in a bit. So there we are. Letter headed Whitehall Ministry of Defence. I've actually, um, funny enough, David, I got a letter from Whitehall uh, while I was in training as a nod at Limpston. Um, my, my cousin Dave joined the Marines as a boy soldier at 16, Bye. got the King's badge. Nice. Um, went went on to go through training again and get a commission as as he got a commission and um retired as a i think he retired as a colonel I, I, it was a long time ago now but so when i'm in training he's right he's writing me good luck letters from <laughs> from whitehall um just one of those bizarre things that that happens in my life so here we go dear prime minister guys i'm just going to skim this it's with a heavy heart I offer you my resignation from government. Proud of the small team in the Office for Veterans Affairs who have worked hard against a strong prevailing wind in government to establish themselves um, and start the significant piece of work of getting the UK government to realise her responsibilities. Good use of the feminine pronoun there, isn't it? Uh, to those who have served in the UK's armed forces. So, I'm just going to read it, Dave, and then we can just sort of say to people, what, what is going, what is this about? What is happening with, say, the Northern Ireland veterans and this kind of thing? I had hoped your premiership would signal a step change in veterans affairs in the UK. Whilst we continue to say the right things, you will understand that if we fail to match that with what we deliver, we risk damaging an already bruised veterans cohort, so brother and sisterhood, uh, further. As I told you last month in our first face-to-face -face meeting, we crossed that line some time ago. The challenges of the Office of Veterans Affairs are well known. I have raised them time and time again, time and again within government to you and many others. It was always designed in a specific way in the Veterans Pledge that you signed when you were running to be Prime Minister in 2019. I was not the author. It was a cohort of charities, stakeholders, veterans and families that came together to ask the next UK Prime Minister and both candidates signed it. However, after signing, your team chose not to configure it in the way it was designed. But basically, you've, you've fucked off the veterans. And from the very first moment you appointed me, I made clear that this was unlikely to be successful. I am, of course, um, desperately sad events have transpired the way the way they have. I truly 
Um, I have exhausted my efforts and my team to make it work. But the truth is politics always was a, a means to change how this country treats her military veterans. And I remain genuinely appalled by the experience of some of this nation's finest people who have served in the armed forces. I fought and bled alongside them. I've been far more fortunate than many of them since, and I have a duty to tell their truth to power. Yeah, they have big clue there folks in, in, in the word power isn't it I thought we lived in a democracy where that, that power was shared perhaps nothing embodies this more than what we are asking our veterans in their 70s and 80s to relive through endless investigations and inquests into events more often uh, events often more than 50 years ago in Northern Ireland um, one sec, David, there, there is a tiny bit more to this. Let me just see. Um, page two now, aren't you? Yeah, one second. I just want to try not to ruin my... Um, let's see if I can get this up. There we go, there's Johnny's Twitter page. <clears throat> um... All the events, almost all the events in Ireland were investigated at the time without the emergence of any new evidence or simply a changing of the political type and simply a changing of the political type. We have abandoned our people in a way I simply cannot reconcile. Whilst endless plans are promised and solutions mused, veterans are being sectioned drinking themselves to death and dying well before their time. Currently, just it's a suicide epidemic. Um, let's put that in context. That, is, that could be a father who has three children and a partner who's besotted by him, fucking hanging himself in the garage when the kids come home from school. This is what's happening... Um, that in itself needs attention uh, is, you know, that if it was just that in itself, that needs massive attention. But of course, it's much more. Yeah. You have known for some time. This is my red line. Um, oh, hang on. Yeah, the, simply because the UK government cannot find the moral strength or courage we asked for them in bringing peace to North asked of them in bringing peace to Northern Ireland in finding a political solution to stop these appalling injustices. So Northern Ireland agreement, Dave can tell us more about this, but all the IRA got a pardon. And so, and I make no judgment on, on the conflict folks. I, I, there's, I just make no judgment, but the IRA gunmen and bomb men were all released from, from, Prison is my understanding, while at the same time we went after the veterans. Well, that that seems a disparity. You've known for some time this is my red line. I'm deeply proud of my predecessors who served in Northern Ireland. They are not second class warriors. 
they deserve the protections of the Overseas Operations Bill like everybody else. Perhaps you could explain that in a second, David. A policy decision was taken not to include them. I made promises on your behalf that we would not leave them behind and would walk through simultaneous, simultaneous legislation for them. No discernible efforts have been made to do so. And I can see no prospect of this changing. I have no choice but to leave government and campaign for them in Parliament. That's Johnny Mercer. Here is... Uh, let's have a look. Here is an a picture of an incredibly handsome uh, man and also Johnny Mercer. There we go. <laughs> uh, that's what a royal, nice one. You can't. <laughs> yeah, that would be the worst joke that I've told today and I, I, everyone could see it coming. I know, I know. <coughs> so, yes, yeah, so it seems that in the, mid, in the Middle East, has there been a bit of... I don't want to say amnesty, but what what was this this bill about? Well, because yeah, we had. Let, um, I should just say we. Yeah, let's let, let's just let's just go from the the main peg of this bit, which is Johnny's res resignation and what's all in that letter. So, um, first things first. Let's not project on on Johnny. All right, what we need to do is to support him and then go for the problem. Because what he's saying there really in that letter, and this is something I was, you know, became apparent to me when I started uh, trying to help the Northern Ireland vets with Dennis Hutchins case. So if you want to watch the couple of programs I've done on my own report, which is um, Dave Ellis show uh, lawfare, Dave Ellis show betrayal, and then all the others I've done are under Dave Ellis report. But if you go on there, you'll find some, you know, you'll find a load more background. So what, what we've got, what Johnny's saying here, so firstly, it's timing, isn't it? It's now. Is that it was an untenable position. He actually says in there it was unlikely to fail. So he knew um, that this was very much a stacked deck against our vets. That the prevailing wind in Whitehall was a given direction, i.e. against our veterans and our military as a whole. Let's look at it that way. Um, and he's really called out Boris and the cabinet and the government here because they've completely betrayed the vets and the military in, in, in essence, because this does have an impact on serving recruitment, morale and fighting capability. Make no bones about it. This is a very serious affair. So let's go back to the start with Tony Blair. So we go back to him again. Keep coming back to some major factors. You know, we've got the EU military, um, Northern Ireland, Brexit, and so on. All the, you know, he had all this stuff. So the veterans come into that through the military component, all right? Now, as the IRA were basically waved off, no case to answer, you know, completely, you know, nothing. So as you said, I'm not, I'm not getting into that argument or, or being judgmental on them or what happened. I'm just concerned with now and our veterans, all right, and writing that wrong, all right? So... 
he's basically saying here that it was an untenable position. Now, I said from, from day one, when I was looking hard at the Dennis Hutchins case, it was a stacked deck, all right? We've got a conservative government following Tony Blair policy. This, this is Blair policy, all right? So, you know, whilst we've thrown David Cameron under the bus on, on this green seal thing, no one's saying, well, what about Blair and what he's still carrying on with? Because, you know, this is, you know, why is Boris Johnson carrying on with a Tony Blair policy? Well, it's real simple because it's just one party. It just appears as two parties. It's not, you know, uh, as they are with the European Defence Union um, shenanigans. It's, it's a Blair policy, but the Cameron and May both carried on with it. Now Boris has, has carried on with it. So the, wh where this gets really, really uh, awful is, 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 is Johnny's basically told everyone, look, the problem's not gone away. I couldn't fix it. OK, they give me an office in the cabinet office, but it was a stacked deck. And my... My strongest opinion at the moment is that the deck was stacked by Oliver Letwin, who run policy for David Cameron and the government. He was head of both. Don't ask me how that works. I don't know. Um, but that's what it was. So we've got another banker there. All right. And we've got a banker as permanent secretary, Stephen Lovegrove. Now, he's the government's most senior defence, civilian defence advisor in the MOD. Stephen Lovegrove is now head of national security. Now, the way the system works in government is all of that stuff tapers to Stephen Lovegrove like it used to do with Mark Sedwell, all right, who was more powerful than Charles I. So if anybody wants to look, look up the, the lawfare programme that I did, you'll see Johnny savaging Stephen Lovegrove at committee. Very soon after that, he was brought into the Veterans Affairs Office to, to you know, to, to have a go at this. I, I suspect it was just some kind of dog and pony show. And we now born out with that. So the problem's not fixed. So the problem is we have potentially got, and it's been reported to me, hundreds, not one or two, hundreds of veterans that could be liable for this legal pursuit. All right. Uh, figures have been put to me of seven or eight hundred. So it's a bit like a veteran's lottery, right? So we are, you know, there's a kind of modus operandi here, all stand up and stand together. Otherwise, you know, a lot of people are going to get hurt by this. And the government are clearly not bothered. They've effectively like, will carry on with what they were doing. So we've got soldiers A and C in, in court at the moment in a diplock court, no permission from parliament for that. There's no justification for it. It's against their rights under the Bill of Rights to, to be doing it like that. They should have a jury in an open court and they're not. So we don't even know who they are. I've tried to reach out to them and find out who they are. And these guys, are, I think they've stuck with the anonymity thing. So it's made it very difficult. Dennis's case has been bumped to October and then we've got all this now, potentially a floodgate. But the best we've got at the moment is, is the gambit is to open up all of the intelligence in Northern Ireland and the intelligence assets. So there are units involved there in the military, 14 in special forces, SAS, that that's the destination for this. So my, I, and I've said this from point one, is my, my, I can see this going to what I was told by some top lawyers who, who fight the MOD for a job, that they were seeing it structured and escalating to rump cases. And I think what they meant by that, it's only my opinion, the rump cases are SAS. So you could potentially see SAS, ex-SAS, 
special forces 14 inch being pursued and put into court now at the moment there's no backup and uh, i mean like dennis's legal bills are being paid for by the mod so chris you tell me how does that work one end of the government is pros is trying to prosecute him and the other end of the government is paying his legal bill does, does that sound right to you i'm going to be honest david i i i do struggle with where this whole thing fits into what i always call the agenda and i'm holding this book up folks 1984 just because it it, it it's just like uh, the rough guide to what what goes on in the world and 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 every single thing including having a everyone having a tv screen yeah in their lives every yep. minute of the day has come true for for all the people that are going to go well chris is just a book yeah no 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 no, no. they're doing it it's, it's real like time to wake up folks this is yep. happening we've just seen 2 years of absolute totalitarianism dressed in the guise of um I don't want to say any buzzwords, David, but everyone knows what I'm what I'm talking to, and people have just gone along with it because the box in the corner of their their room told them. When it comes to the veterans, it all gets quite complicated because, of course, we're never going to know the agenda that's way higher than any parliament, um, which dictates global events. And I always try you, to... You've raised a good point there, because look at him. He's minister. Mm. He should have the power to sort this. They have no power. None of these... And none what, of these what, we come back to Tony Blair. There's a very good paper that I read by a, a, top, a, a top government um, defence advisor who highlighted the fact that Tony Blair stripped all the power from the ministers and flipped it to the civil servants. And, it, and, I'm, and I understand that this happened with the senior officers as well in, the, in, in our military. So they're wingless birds. So what you see here really is there is really this is true. Johnny as minister was a wingless bird. He didn't hold the yeah. he doesn't hold Let, the power. The powers with the the powers with the very uncivil servants. Churchill did warn of this in his 1945 election campaign. Carry on going up the left, um, and the the speech it was his Gestapo speech, and it's quite relevant now because it says you know if we carry on with this left policy it will be like a hand clamping across your mouth and, and, and stopping you from breathing. How apt under the current circumstances. Well, but Churchill warned of this, that the civil servants would become uncivil and no longer servant. And that is where we are now. Yeah, didn't Churchill also say that we fought for the wrong side? Well, he said he said a bit like Patton as well, didn't he? We were fighting the wrong enemy. Yeah, um, yeah which of is course. An comment, because obviously he was reading into all the top secret stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so let's draw it back. Let's draw it back to what we can do, because we, you know, we can't do nothing. Um, and uh, and one thing that's really leapt off the page with this. Okay, so this is now prominent news. All right. The only bit we've got to work with is our MPs. You know, we don't work with the civil servants. They're a law unto themselves, and the MPs have got to get the power sharing balance back. It's their responsibility. Um, we don't live in a full democracy in this country. We live in a constitutional monarchy, which is supposed to be power sharing between the crown. Um, so there's the queen and the crown, the crown, uh, MPs and parliament and the lords. It's supposed to be a three way power sharing. So nobody can run off with it like Charles I did and the bit before the glorious revolution. But we've lost that dynamic now. Johnny's highlighted this. So we've got 40 MPs in parliament, Chris. 
under Ian Duncan Smith, former Tory party leader, I've had a bit to do with him, all right, called the Veteran Support Group. So there's 40 plus. I mean, there might be more now, I don't know. But, right, we've got to focus on these guys and get them to act, all right? So the letters have got to go in. Ian Duncan Smith, Owen Patterson, there's a whole load of them. I, don't, I haven't got a list. I can't tell you who they are, but I know the group exists. And um, they've now got to pick this up and they've got to press it. This can't be left. We can't have our, our veterans being treated like this. The problem is, David, this is all what I call sticking a plaster on a wooden leg. And I'm sorry that, 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 that there isn't um, just a quick fix answer. But no. until no. people acknowledge that the money system that we're all enslaved under, that system that was rose its ugly head in Babylon 8,000 years ago. It enslaves everyone. Why do people, you know, certain, let's say, prime ministers force us into war when a country goes, we don't want that shit, because they're all being blackmailed. They're all being blackmailed for what they did in public school or, or can we say, what a certain gentleman did in a public toilet, which they managed to uh, to hush up and then... Lo and behold, Iraq, you know, oh, oh, it's Afghanistan, Afghanistan, then Iraq, right? Off the back of, well, the more intelligent out there know what I'm getting at, right? Um, I'm saying this because it's no different to everyone's, everyone's throwing their arms in the air at the moment and saying, hallelujah, David, at this film, I mentioned it to you, Sound of Freedom. They think, they think because there's a film being made on child trafficking that that's going to fix the problem. The film's being promoted by Fox News for crying out loud. What what about that? Don't you understand? Yeah, it's it's just it's just osmotic. It's to get you to yeah. stand down and do nothing. It's, yeah, it's all it's right. It's to fine. get you to dealt. think yeah, something not. something's no. being done. If yeah, you not. care about yeah. children, and I obviously do. I'm passionate. I'm actually a qualified youth worker. And my degree is in youth work, so. I paid £13,000 when my mother died and she left me thirteen grand. I went, there you go, to our corrupt government. I gave it to them so I could study youth work, right? So, But I'm so passionate about this. I've, I've studied it to the, to, the, to, to the depths my pretty thick brain can go to. And I, even I can work out that we're, we're all under the grip of sociopaths and they control us all through the money system. And if I thought writing to my MP was going to fix the veteran issue, of course I would. But will it? No, because they're all under the knuckle of, of a higher power, the, the real power that controls the, the world. And it's this conglomerate if that's the right word this uh, this this complex network of incredibly rich families that go back their ancestry ancestries of power go back generations and generations and they're not stupid they understand now that guys like me and you will be having this conversation because they know about controlling people's left brain they know most people will not rise in this life to get from their left brain 
into the right brain, the right thinking brain, right? Where people start thinking about what. When you're controlled by this, you think government ministers are going to change stuff. You think that writing to your MP, you think that signing a, you know, joining a charity that makes billions of pounds a year. I think we all know the one I'm referring to. And we've got it offshore and that are currently closing you know, a load of establishments. Professing yeah, yeah, to, to, yeah. to cure an yeah. illness, which it, it shouldn't be an illness in the first place if you understand how the body works, right? It's this, We're all left brain controlled and I'm, I think it's great we can have this conversation. And yes, do I think people need to stand up? Yeah, because in the short term, let's be honest, if every veteran in this country marched on Parliament and raise their voices a little bit like the, the Al Blackman situation, in the short term, these sociopaths have to take note because, you know, a ripple in a pond is, it's still a ripple in a pond, you know, it needs to be contained, it needs to be addressed in the short term, right? Um, I'm sorry, friends at home, this is, if this is a bit deep for some of you, but that's because you know, a lot of people spend their whole life asleep. They get their information off the mainstream media box in the in the corner of the room, and that's the only function of that TV screen is to brainwash and indoctrinate you. And they do it by chucking in some great nature documentaries, right? Wonderful soap operas, right? They, programs, dancing programs. Yeah, you know what? Did you catch Strictly on Sunday? No, did I? Fuck, because I fucking can can think for myself. So, so we have Blair come in, you know, bit of a dodgy history, if you know anything about that man, easily blackmailable, as we saw in the, in the, in, in the in invasion of Afghanistan, um, ushering in the new world order, clearly, that's why the left or right doesn't matter what you are, you're controlled by, this, your puppets controlled by the same people, um, the question is, that doesn't help our veterans in the short term, mate, does it? You know, uh, and and we've got the Northern Ireland thing where they're being dragged through the courts for historic incidents that have already been to court. Um, and based on no new evidence. So I'm sure if we're in the USA now, right. that would be called double jeopardy, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it needs, it, it. you know, I mean, just from a personal point of view, you know, so veterans, friends and family, you know, just take Dennis as as uh, as the kind of. Um, so, you know, friends the, at home, Dennis Hutchins. Dennis I Hutchins. So he's a paratrooper. You know, seven, yeah, seven. No, he's not a para. He's a, a guardsman. He's 70 odd years old. He's got Lucky liver cancer. Him. He's dying. And they've put him through absolutely the mill for years. Mm -hmm. All right. So this poor old boy. So his family are going through the mill as well. Now, imagine we've got hundreds of these potentially. All right. They come and knock your door, arrest you, take you off. There's no new evidence because it was all investigated at the time. All right. And there was no case. He's got a no case to answer letter from the government at the time. They hadn't done anything wrong. And yet they've opened it up. They said that there was new evidence. The new evidence has not been produced. So there's the first lie. And the second thing is, of course, is the process. No jury, no public scrutiny, a closed court video link with just a judge. No permission from Parliament. And the MPs have failed totally. So this isn't just a question of 
Boris Johnson being completely unreliable. You can't rely on what the man has said. He guaranteed, he was like 100, you know, as Johnny has said that, 100-day guarantee, we're going to sort this. There was the mandate on the election. We thought, oh, yeah, we're going to sort all this. Yeah, yeah, we've got your vote, and what have we done? A bit like Brexit, you know, vote for this, but we're going to give you that. So it's, you know, as I said, politics works back to front. Um, But, you know, doing nothing is not an option, all right? And I've suggested the letter writing because I know they're afraid of that. All right, you get enough veterans, pile those letters in, the phone calls, the emails, the tweets, just pile the pressure on the MPs. Just remember, Chris, I mean, trust me, there is nothing else we've got that can do anything about this in the margins than that, nothing else. And it takes at least 10 letters for an MP to get off his arse. So you're not telling me, Chris, we can't get 10 letters per MP from veterans, friends and family in a constituency and get this flagged up and say, no, we're not having it and you need to pack it up. All right. Otherwise, we, you know, we want a remedy. We want a remedy to this. Give us a remedy. Or what do we, you know, because if you don't, then obviously we've got to come up with another, we've got to come up with some other options. Yeah. So, it, you know, uh, as I've just suggested this Ian Duncan Smith Veterans Support Group because there's something there already and they've professed to care and do something about it. So now they need to get up and do something. So the pressure's got to go on. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the pressure's got to go on them people and they've got to now come good. So uh, as a tactic, I'm saying, you know, don't project onto Johnny Mercer. We need to support him. I mean, the pressure's got to go on these civil servants through the MPs and the, to the ministers. That's how the system works. Pressure goes on the MPs to the ministers and the ministers have got to press these civil servants that have run away with the power. They've clearly got an agenda there and they don't want to discuss it. And I suspect it's a Tony Blair agenda. So, you know, I, I've not met anybody yet that likes him. So, you know, we can all latch onto that and, 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 and have a go. Yeah. So I think that's probably a good, a good point that we conclude with that. Yeah, I, let's finish there. Um, what, what I will say, David, is... Oh, got a bit of feedback for some reason. I'm not sure what what that is. Go on. Um, yeah. Um, I think veterans always need a point of focus to coordinate them. Um it's a it's a tough one this though because you can hear the way I took I'm really in it's not in depth it's 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 right in front of your face if you choose to look but I I get it that for people who are not familiar yeah. with the way the planet's set up the way the human brain is set up it it's falling on deaf ears they will think I'm some kind of fucking weirdo I I get I I completely get that right so there needs to be some sort of happy middle ground that that people can latch on to, sign up to, and 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 support this cause. You you've got Mike McCarthy there, who's trying to support Veterans for Truth. Um, in the Al Blackman case, overwhelmingly, uh, it must have been Facebook that got got people together, right? So um, there are. Well, imagine imagine, imagine eight hundred of them escalating to SAS. Do you really want to see our SAS go in the dock on some Trump's upload of nonsense? Can you imagine well, the impact of that? Chris, my computer's going to click off. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave yeah. it there. Okay. We'll leave it there. Okay. 
Oh, we got feedback. David, don't, don't, don't wait on the line because I've got another appointment now. I'm going to play our outro. Friends at home, please like and subscribe. I, I can't just do this all on my own for, for no money. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm just trying to do the right thing, get a message out there. Um, but I can't do it if you don't like and subscribe. Even if you don't like what you hear, sometimes we have to hear stuff we don't like. So anyway, I'm going to say, oh, through the letterbox, bye-bye. Hello, friend. I hope this finds you well. My name's Chris Thrall. I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, and I fought my way back from chronic trauma and addiction to live, work, and travel in 80 countries across all seven continents, achieving all of my dreams and goals along the way. Now, I pass my simple system onto other people, but I can only help you if you like and subscribe. So please do so because you get one life and if you live it right, one is enough.